Hi, this is Simon with just a brief reminder to follow us on our Facebook page, Chronicles on the Fly. Like the page, send us a message, any questions or anything that you would like us to talk about. And uh, maybe on the next episode, we'll do just that. So there you go. Chronicles on the Fly on Facebook. Thanks. Let's get into the show. Getting another terminal, that's all I want. They said, no, it's due to high levels of fraud. What a mob of c- So because they make money that way, they charge a dollar fifty or whatever is a percent, one half percent per transaction. Yeah. They're happy to let that one go through. But anything else, no, no, of course not. Mother. C-. He goes, Yeah, but you have to get customers to come in. And he's going, Yeah, but you do realize it's COVID 19, not everyone wants to come in. Yeah, yeah. The fucking good argument. Eh? I was like, Mika, these fuck sticks. Yeah. All right, should we get should we get underway? I mean, it's definitely, you know, Hollywood and stuff oh, is rife with this yeah, stuff. Yeah. You look at that what, that Pommy presenter from, from years back. What was his name? He's dead now. Oh, yeah, he was brutal, eh? Was he a pen too, was he? What was his name? Oh, Jimmy, 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 Jimmy. Jimmy um, Savile? That's it. Louis, Louis Theroux did a documentary on him. What a piece of shit he was. Oh, yeah, he was. Oh, when he was alive. It's an old old documentary, but that Louis Theroux, his documentaries are awesome. Um most of them are awesome. Yeah, most. Yeah, not a summer, summer bit. You know. But um, he's very left wing, but he's very he's very leftist. I just like I love his approach. How he just plays, kind of plays dumb to get information yeah. out of people, and that's 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 partly his personality and partly on purpose as well. Yeah, like the one that when he went to Westboro Church. That was oh brilliant. yeah, 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 yeah. He just took the piss. I mean, this kind of didn't even fucking realize the, the you know. He's just—he's just got this almost childlike curiosity, yeah. Um, and it just—and people just, you know, get sucked in, or not sucked in, but you know, they—they they trust him because he's—he's non—he's very non-threatening. Yeah, Scientology was another one. That was a, another beauty. Yeah, I do like Louis through. He's good, and I like him. Oh, I watched The Sopranos first episode. Oh, that was going to be my first question for you. Did you finally watch it? Okay, you've watched the pilot because I actually watched the pilot again during the week. So what do you think? It's it's okay. I, I can, I, All right, it's not the, it's not the greatest start, but you're going to continue, aren't you? But what I look, spoiler alert. I thought, no, nah, I've got to fucking read about this, and I'm going to watch this. I'm going to watch YouTube on this, right? I watched the YouTube the season finale. No, I told you don't do that. But I've seen, no, I've seen it already. I've already seen that. The whole series no, finale. No, so you, just the last scene. The last scene. Yeah, that's that's. Yeah, but I've seen it before. I've already knew. I knew, knew what happened. All right. I knew right. it was in. I was already knew it was in the dawn. I already know. Okay. I, I, I told you last week. I'd seen it. But what I was saying to you last week, like the whole, the whole, the, the way the scene cuts in and out from from um, yeah. shot to shot, it's just it's absolute genius, and you don't actually okay. get that the first time around. But I watched it, I've watched that about ten times I've, before right. even. Anyway, go back to the pilot. What do you What do you think of the pilot? Are you recording? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I haven't done an intro thing. Uh, anyway, let's just quickly do an intro. Oh, we're on Chronicles on the Fly episode seven. All right, carry on. Yeah. <laughs> what do I think of the pilot? Um, 
I thought it was a bit slow, to be honest with you. Yeah, okay. I did like the part where you broke the guy's legs. That was really pretty cool. When they when they, they ride up the Where's the my money? Where's the, my fucking money? Of the university or wherever they are. Yeah. And they run him down. Where's my fucking money? It was quality. <laughs> punch him in the nuts and then, and then yeah. Christopher belts him, kicks his ass. Oh, far out. Yeah, I thought, I thought that was. <laughs> and what about in the in the butcher shop? In the butcher shop? Which one? Where, one? Christopher, Christopher kills email. Uh, it, oh, the, oh yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. Walks behind, boof, puts a bullet in his head. What are you, some kind of Polak? I'm <laughs> <laughs> check. <laughs> yeah, no. that was pretty good. Then um, email. No, it's Emil. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it was. I found that it, it was like I could see there was. I could see coming to you. Could see that it, it can potentially be awesome. Like, I was just saying the way it's got the voiceover. Um, Tony's Tony's got a voiceover, doesn't he? Uh, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that uh, that doesn't, you know, spoiler alert, that doesn't last. Okay, I don't, I don't, I think episode two, there's no more voiceover. You know, Tony talking to the camera type of thing, not not facing the camera, but you know, speaking over. Um, and you know what? Uh, Sex and the City started that way as well. The first season of Sex and the City was a lot of uh, Carrie talking, Carrie, to, like turning to the camera and talking to the camera. And that was just, um, and I think they realised after season one that that didn't work. Or at least Sopranos realised after um, the, the pilot that that didn't work. Because between a pilot and doing the rest of season one of, of series, normally there's you know months and months because they got to do a pilot, then they got to wait, get the go ahead from the studio and that type of thing. So there's a difference from episode one to episode two. Yeah, did you know that um, the the psychiatrist, right? Yeah, she's uh, from Goodfellas. Yeah, yeah. Right, um, Lorraine Bracon. Yep. So she plays Melfi, the, the psychiatrist. She was originally going to be um, his, his wife, Carmela Soprano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but she didn't want to do it because she felt like she was already stereotyped in that role because of her Goodfellas role, which is fair enough because she's good at what at, at the role she's got. She actually did a pretty good job as uh, Doctor Melfi, from what I saw, anyway. Oh yeah, yeah. That. Oh, she's she's an excellent character. Yeah. I mean, look, every single character in that show, in Sopranos, this is why it's, it's the greatest show ever made. Every single character in that show is perfect for the character, right? Oh, well, he, Uncle, what's his name? Uncle, Uncle, Uncle Junior. Yeah. He's Uncle brilliant. Junior. He's, he's brilliant. And then there was Artie, was it Artie, the guy who owns the, uh, the shop there? Was it him? Yeah. And that they set fire to? Yeah. He didn't want to take the cruise, which was brilliant. Like I look at that for tactically, it's brilliant. You know what I mean? Well done, Tony. <laughs> the way Tony, 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 Tony gives it away when he goes, "You got to get out of town." You know, trying to when he when Artie says he can't go, you got to get out of town. Yeah, that was that was. I thought that was, but I liked. I, I did appreciate how it went from you getting the then it's like Mickey he blow he blew up the building. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was good. I thought that was that was pretty good. Silvio's walking away from the building. At you know middle middle of the night, <laughs> he checks the cross. He goes across the road. He stops, pulls up his pants, checks both ways. <laughs> <laughs> it's the middle of the night. There's no one around before he crosses the road. Oh, geez, I just love this show. I could yeah. watch it anytime. It's, it's actually yeah yeah. I could see, I can see why. Like, I wasn't like saying oh, I got to watch episode 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 because I was like it was too early enough for me to watch the second episode. I thought no, it's I'll too do it. it's too early for you to be like. You know, oh, I've got to binge it. You know, yeah. Um, but you'll get to that. Don't worry. But I, but I, but I will continue to watch it. 
And like I said to you, spoiler alerts, I, I mean, I'm not this type of person who gets upset because I've seen know what's happening because it doesn't bother me, right? Okay. But like I said to you, I've seen this last scene because everyone, well, when was the last scene? When did it come out? 15 years ago, thereabouts? When it came out, I think it was a big controversy. And everyone was like, okay, I've got to watch it to see what the controversy is. Isn't, and, and how smart is that that David Chase ended it? in a controversial way. How smart is it? Because it's just guaranteed that it was going to be talked about for a long time to come. The thing is, you, what, I think why he did it was because you don't know what actually happened. He might have survived. He might not have survived. Exactly he right. And it's leaving. You killed I mean, him? I mean, I, I've, got, I've got my my theory of, and at the end of the day, you could say, oh, I think he died. Oh, I think he lived. At the end of the day, the show ended. It doesn't matter. And it's not, and it's not real life. So, No, no look, at, look at it this way. How do you know Godfather 3 didn't happen? How do you know Meadow didn't get shot? Well, she was coming in. Oh, okay. You've seen it, so we may as well talk about it, the ending. Um, for me, the guy that goes into the, into the toilet, right, and yeah. comes back out, that brings back the godfather when Michael goes into the toilet yeah, and absolutely. Kills, kills the kills police, police commissioner and yep. Solazzo, right, in the, in the restaurant. It's in a restaurant. Mm-hmm. You've got, yeah, that's, that's bringing, bringing that back, okay? Mm. And apparently, I hadn't seen the whole episode, but I was watching that spoiler alert. They were saying there was a scene where Tony's doing something with oranges in the last episode. And that oranges is saying, I don't know, he's holding oranges or... Like when, like when the Godfather dies. Yes, it was like, yeah. Hmm. Uh, I don't remember oranges. Yeah, so this was, there was, there was, check, it on, check it on YouTube, the spoiler alert. Right. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but yeah, to me, the guy comes out of the toilet and blows the whole family away. There's no two ways about it, right? Well, like I was saying, like, you don't know. I was thinking maybe, well, Meadow's walking in because there was such a focus on her reversing the car, how she fucked it up. They're going back and forward, parallel parking the car. That's just wasting time. I don't know. It's just for timing effect that she comes into the restaurant late. I don't think, I don't see any more than that in it. Oh, I, I just looked at it as if, could that be focusing on her mm. to say the reason why she was late because, and then she when she walks in, Walks in just in time to see her father get blown away. Yeah. Or okay. maybe she gets shot, hence the Godfather 3 sequel, and you see Tony looking at his dead daughter. You don't know. Uh, like in the end of Godfather 3 when, yeah. um, what's her name? Yeah, Michael's, um, Sophia Michael's daughter, yeah. Sophia Coppola. But what's her character name? Uh, uh, the worst acting performance you'll ever see. Because that's Francis Ford Coppola's daughter. Yes, well, it does help. You know? oh, She's actually apparently a very good executive producer or director or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But as an actress, she was a shocker. Just very, ugh, not good. Um, okay, but I've always taken it that um, Meadow comes in just in time to see Tony get shot. And another key, another key thing in that um, final scene is the ringing of the bell when every, whenever the door opens, okay? Yeah. So Meadow, and it happens throughout throughout the scene, people are entering uh, the restaurant and every time they enter, ding, the doorbell goes, right? And what that's coming back, what the, what that brings back, I don't know if I should be telling you this. Well, I've seen this, I've seen the intro, yeah. But a few episodes before that, uh, so, you know, episode, I think there's 23, I think, in the final season. So, you know, like episode 20 or 21, Tony and Bobby Bacala, his, his second in charge at that point, are at, at their holiday home, right, near the lake somewhere. Right? What's his brother-in-law, Bobby Bacala? That's right. That's, wait, so that's Tony's sister's husband? That's right. 
So they're sitting on a boat on the lake and they're talking about what will happen, you know, when, if you, if you eventually die or if you get shot Mm -hmm. and there's this ringing of a bell, like it's coming from a boat, right? Mm. Okay. It's just in the background of the scenes, background noise. And, and Bobby says when it happens, right. Meaning when, or if you get shot, yeah, you probably don't even hear it coming. All right. You'd probably don't even hear it. Like the the shot of the gun. You probably don't even hear it. Mm. Okay. And then the final thing that happens is ringing of the bell fade to black or cut to black. All right. Mm. And that's bringing that. I, I would bet my life on that. That's what David Chase was, was doing. And I'll just bring back, remember, year 12, Mrs. Hazel, right? Foreshadowing. Do you remember that? No, I don't recall, no, I don't recall that. G'day, Miss Hazel, anyway. If you oh, what a legendary teacher she was, mate. Yeah. She brought me back from an F to a B in year 12. I was happy with the C, so it didn't bother me. <laughs> um, um, you've gone back to a... Yes, I, I, I do understand. I, I see your point, but I just link it left it so open. There's just yeah, that's why it's that's why it's such a perfect ending. Apparently, there's two African American guys that walk in. Yes, yes, yes. Apparently, yes. they were put there because they were saying maybe that was for retaliation for when Tony apparently killed some African Americans or something oh, in the car. Well, there's a couple of occasions where that where that kind of stuff because some because sometimes they hire um, you know some some um, African-American guys to do hit jobs and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, apparently the one time he shot a couple of someone in the car. Is that correct? Yes. Maybe they said, they said, was that, re-? they go, did these guys come in for retaliation for that? I don't think that it wasn't a big enough thing to carry on to the final episode. I don't think. Yeah. But it wasn't enough not to, because hey, he killed somebody. It's going to be retaliation one way or another. Well, look, the final episode is called made in America. Right. So I think that that's probably just trying to diversify the, the type of people because you've got um, people, the different types of people sitting at all the booths, right? So there's a young couple, there's boy scouts with the scout leader. So, you know, it makes sense that you're going to have some African-American people as well as white people. You know what I mean? Made in America, it's a melting pot. That's what that's mm. alluding to. You've got the, you've got the, the Italian-American mafioso and his family. There was a scene in that last scene, they showed it on this spoiler on YouTube. It shows Tony looking. Like when he walks in, you could see him sitting at the table. On, yes. Did you see that? Yes, yes, yes. yes. Saying, no, he walks in. Is that him looking at himself or what he's done or what he could have been? Do you see what I mean, how good this scene is, that how many years later we're talking about this? Do you know what I do like about the scene, which I think is very underrated, was the fact that when it cut to black, yeah. There was 10 seconds before he credits because everyone was, because apparently everyone was saying, oh my God, what happened? Did the cable go out? That's so everyone can pick their tongue up off the floor. It's like, what happened? Because why do I? <laughs> Some people did think the power cut out. Yeah. I oh, just, I just, mate, the hair on the back of my neck pricks up when I talk about this because it is so good. Don't ever let anyone tell you that this is not the best series ever made in the history of television. Apparently, it's, it, uh, there's a lot of, it inspired a lot of other TV series. Yeah. Um, the Sopranos. That was a list of them. It was like, well, it was pretty impressive. Well, because it was the first, um, you know, long-running HBO type of series like this, that, you know, it was almost like at least half a movie every week, right? They were, they were an hour long. They weren't like 40 minutes like they are now. With, with commercials, I think they were an hour long every week. 
Yeah, the first episode was 57 minutes without commercials. There you go. The second one is 47 minutes without commercials. Right, right. So how many episodes are there, like 200 or something? Uh, no, 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 86 I think it is. Yeah, over six seasons. That's why I said to you, I'll see you in 86 nights. <laughs> Talk to me in 86 <laughs> nights. If you, if you, I'll watch it again with you. Like, you know, try and keep up and watch it. And this this podcast might just become the Sopranos podcast. Sopranos or The Godfather or Goodfellas or Casino. All right. Some of the other greatest movies of while all we're time. On the, while we're on the theme, uh, Godfather Part 3, we'd mentioned it just quickly before. I'll, I'll be honest, I have not seen that in probably close to 15, maybe more years. And to say, like, did not leave a lasting impression in my mind. No. The only impression that really left a lasting impression was the last scene when Michael dies and he's died by himself, you know, without his family. That's the only thing I can take away from the whole Godfather 3. Apparently at that time, Puzo really didn't want to write one or make one, apparently. But I think he was forced to make it from Paramount. I mean, they did it. I think that was, was it 93? So one and two were within, what, two years of each other in late 70s? Mm. Mm. Yeah, there was 72 and 74, I think it was. Was it 72? 72, 72, 74? I'm pretty sure it was. So that's a long time between drinks, huh? Yeah, and the other, the other comment I liked from Godfather 3 was, just when I got out, they dragged me back in. <laughs> they, they pulled me. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. Yeah, the Godfather, 1972. Yeah. Wow. 72, considering like the 70s they didn't really have a lot of good movies um, compared, to, compared to the 80s, which I believe personally, I reckon the 80s, but in saying that, they reckon 1994 was the best year of movies of all time. 94? Why, wow, what came out in 94? Uh, Shawshank Redemption, Forrest Gump. Yeah, two good films. Yeah, just type in, I think it's 1994. So Godfather Part 3 was 1990. 90, yeah. So between Godfather 2, which was 74. 16 years, man. 16 years. Yeah, apparently this came out in 94, so I'm, The Lion King, The Crow, Pulp Fiction, Ace Ventura, Forrest Gump, uh, Shawshank Redemption. Some pretty... Good movies there. Remember Shawshank Redemption, we watched that in year, would have been 10, 11, was it year 12? In uh, religion class. Yeah, that was a top film. It's on, it's, on, it's on every second month on TV. Natural Born Killers was there as well. Schindler's List. Schindler's List, the Legends of the Four, Speed, Clear and Present Danger. And what do we get these days? We get remakes of Spider-Man and, and comics and stuff like that that I just have no interest in. So if you look at 1994, there were some, some pretty, uh, pretty powerful movies, you know. Godfather 1, the best film ever made? No, best film ever made, according to IMDb, is actually Shawshank Redemption. Really? Highest rated, yeah, but it's a great movie. You can't... Oh, it's, fan- it's, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. If you actually look at IMDb, um, greatest movies of all time. Okay. The the list. Where is it? I've got it here. Godfather's got to be in top five. No, the Godfather's number two, and Godfather two is number three. You confuse me there for a second. Godfather two is number so. Got so Shawshank Redemption, Godfather one, Godfather two, Godfather two. I personally still think the Godfather's the greatest movie. Here we are. Top rated movies of all time. Here we are. Top fit two hundred and fifty. First is Shawshank Redemption. Second is The Godfather. Third is Godfather Part Two. Fourth is The Dark Knight. I mean, it was a great movie, but I don't know if I'd put it four. 
And Heath Ledger, you reckon the other Joker played a great role? Watch that one. He played a fantastic. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've seen, I've seen it. And Heath Ledger is definitely the best one. Yeah, that one there. So I don't know if I'd put that at four, but Schindler's List, that's six. I've never heard of the movie Angry Men, 1957, so I don't care. Lord of the Rings, don't really rate that one. I haven't seen it. Pop Fiction, number eight. The Good, the Bad, the Ugly, at nine. And The Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring, at number 10. I've never seen a Lord of the Rings film or a Harry Potter film. Or a Star Wars, me personally. Star Wars, I gave up on after when they started doing the new ones. One episode, one episode two. I stopped after episode two. I thought this is ridiculous because the ones that we grew up on, I didn't even wait. I didn't even watch them either. Didn't so. you? All right, I grew up with 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 the original three. Which right? Star so Wars, it, Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi, and what's the other one? Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, there's. Star Wars, actual Star Wars. Yeah, Star Wars. Oh, was it just called Star Wars? All right, so episodes four, five, and six anyway. Brilliant. But when they started, re, you know, re- remaking them after we'd grown up, you know, with CGI and all this nonsense, that's just no, nah, not interested. I don't, I don't, I'm not interested at all in Star Wars. I don't know. Star Trek, Star Wars, none of that sci-fi. I've never seen Star I'm not, Trek. I'm not into, I'm not into that, any of that uh, sci-fi sort of... Uh, Genre and not doesn't really interest me. No. I would give me a good action or a comedy any day of the week. Yeah. And for, for for eighties for comedy, we're the best. All right, yes, but with Godfather Two, my favourite scene in Godfather Two is when um, uh, the Godfather, so De Niro, playing by De Niro, goes back to kill the uh, the old mafioso who killed his father. Robusto no the quest of easy. He goes, <laughs> mi, mi padre se llama Vito Andolini. E que esto petia. That's a good scene. I just love it. That's, that's a good scene. Yeah, but see, uh, Godfather 1 was brilliant. It's, I can't really split, you know. It's it's a tough one because even when he was in back in oh, Cuba. One, one, one beats two because, oh, because it's the original. Yeah. And yeah, but you know what? The two's got a lot of... Very powerful, man. Oh, yeah. Very, very I've, powerful. I've got the, the box set with all – with his, I think there's two extra DVDs of like um, uh, director's, director's cuts and, you know, mm. things that, you know, made didn't make it into the, you know, extra scenes and stuff like that. It's, it's brilliant to watch. It's been years since I watched it, but yeah. I'm glad I've got it's, that. Yeah, um, I don't know. I, I can't – it's like – it's like picking between your two favorite pets. You know what I mean? Picking between your, it's like picking I, between your two children. You know what I mean? Who do you love more? So, yeah. I, I, yeah. I love in, in in Godfather One the uh, the wedding. So you know the start. Oh, you know. beautiful! Ah, oh, it's just pretty. Yeah. Yeah. Great scene. Very powerful scene. If you're lucky, I've got my daughter's wedding now. <laughs> that was a great scene. Great scene. Be yes, my friend. Of- Be my friend. Godfather. Luca Brazzi. <laughs> yeah. And like, even when they kill... Um, oh, okay. Luca Brazzi. Did, did you pick up in The Sopranos? Yeah, it's just episode. season one. He said... He said <laughs> he he says, Luca Brazzi. What does he say? Louis Brazzi? Yeah, Louis... Christopher, yeah. Christopher, Christopher goes, Louis Brazzi sleeps with the fishes and, uh, yeah. and, and Big Pussy's... <laughs> he goes, Luca Brazzi. It's Luca Luca. There's that type of stuff is scattered all throughout, just piss takes. It's yeah. But even though some of the American Italian slangs is sometimes like, oh geez, boys, you know what I mean? Oh look, it, 
Italian Americans, I find them frustrating, right? And it comes back to the fact that they're an, they're an extra generation removed than we are. Maybe two, two extra generations. Maybe two, because they started filling up from from Italy after World War One. Whereas, well, if you have a look, okay, you have a look, you have a look at supposedly the the story of Mr. Um, Tony Soprano, right? Tony yeah. Soprano, grandfather came from Avellino, yeah, in near Naples. His grandfather came, and that's so. Tony Soprano would be like our father, so that'll be our great grandfather coming from. Whereas me and you, our fathers came from Italy, and our grandparents came from Italy. Well, yeah. in my case, my grandparents came from Italy, and my father came from Italy, just like yeah. yours did. Yeah. So we are first generation. First generation. These guys are fourth generation. Yes. Okay. There's a difference. Yeah. You know, and like even though they talk. And you got to understand, like, they, none of them can speak Italian. They might speak. But in saying that, like, my cousin, I have cousins in, in New Jersey. Like, they were born in Italy. The parents were born in Italy. Okay. And then they had children that are my age, yeah. that are my age and a little bit older. So they're first-generation Italians. So they still speak Calabrese, believe it or not. It's quite funny. Mm-hmm. But that's, but he speaks he speaks Calabrese. Well, when I went there, he spoke English, American English, and Calabrese. So I was talking to him, Menzo Calabrese, and I, and like the accent, I was like, yeah, this is real Jersey, you know, forget yeah, yeah, about yeah. it. Like the, but I thought that was all bullshit. It's real, man. The guy who makes the cakes, what's his name? Buddy Valestro. The the cake boss. Yeah, Buddy Valestro. So, so he's got that real Jersey yeah. woggy. But it's true. That That's actually true. Until you go there, you're like, now, I, was, I, was, I was just talking to my cousin, I'm like losing it. I'm like, I couldn't laugh at his face, but that's just how he talks. That's just the accent. We don't have that here, really, as on on a much smaller, you know, level in terms of the accent and all that. Mm. But if you yeah. ask an American to impersonate an Australian, you listen to them when they talk. They think how we sound. It's actually hilarious. What you mean? Just you mean just any Australian or yeah, any Australian, not not Italian Australian like no, nah, just yeah, you know, in general, they 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 got like they're, they're kind of it's it's actually funny. So, we don't sound like that. Yeah. But we, like watching The Sopranos, the way they say Italian words when they say Italian words, like mm. like when they say ricotta, right? It's rigat. It's just, ugh, I want to vomit, you know? It's like. And uh, the cannoli, it's it's cannoli. They go, get the cannolis. There's, like, there's no G or, in there, um, man. Or uh, gabagu, capocollo, right? Oh. The, the meat, the, the meat. Yeah, capocollo. Yeah. Right? It's not yeah. a big. One here, but oh, here anyway. it's not here. It's not. But gabagool, it's just, uh, it's just, it's yeah. And the uh, other one was like, even his name of his boat. I know the name of his boat. It's called Stogots. It's like me, Stogots. How do spell it? S T O G O T S. Yeah, Stog. It was like man, seriously, can't get any more. Yeah, especially Stogots. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. These these people, these these Italian Americans. They could not write Italian to save their lives, let alone speak it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they have. But but in saying that, believe it or not, like here in Australia, there's been a mass wave of Italians move to New York in the past 10, 15 years. Oh well, just like they've been moving here as well. But yeah, obviously, yeah. obviously, a bigger city like New York is going to attract more than Perth or even Sydney. So they got a huge. There's been a huge emigration from Italy to. To um, to New York City, and bearing in mind, and a lot of a lot of because we're New York situated, which you have to understand as well, is because it's so close to, to to Canada. There, 
a lot of Canadians are, are like us. A lot of Canadian Italians are like our generation because they're grandfathers. Because because at, you don't understand after the, I think America closed the borders supposedly in the mid twenties. I think it was twenty four. Right. When it closed, and then after twenty four, it was Argentina and Brazil. Or well, Argentina mm-hmm. really was the one that they all went yep. to. So you had a mass immigration of Italian migrants going to Argentina. So much to the point that forty something percent of the population is 45 percent of the Argentinian population have Italian blood in them. Yeah. Well, the the two biggest the two biggest football clubs in in Buenos Aires, River Plate and uh, Boca Juniors, they've got Italian origins, both of them. Have they really? I didn't know. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. If it wasn't for the Italian immigration, they wouldn't have been, especially Boca Juniors. Yeah. And even um, you got to understand, same with Brazil. Brazil's Italian. Brazil Brazil actually has more Italians than Argentina, I believe. Yes, that's correct. But again, they are great grandparents. So they're the so they when they went, emigrated, they went to America or to Brazil. So you find a lot of them are that generation that old. From and and believe it or not, Peru, Peru's a, believe it or not, a lot of Peruvian Italians. Venezuela does too. Yeah. yeah. You mentioned Canada before. I just I find that Australia and Canada are very similar countries culturally. Culturally, just weathers completely. <laughs> just in in attitudes. Yeah, but, you know, like yeah, but, you, but you're both Commonwealth countries. That might be. Yeah, and that might come into it. Yeah. So, so when you're talking your your parliamentary systems, your way of systems are very similar as they are here as they are in Canada. Well, because I I went on. Kentucky tour in 2002 and and one of the guys I kept in touch with was an Italian Canadian um guy and then he oh, I don't know maybe 10 years or so ago he came and stayed with me for because he just he just came on a holiday to Australia I think three or four nights he came and stayed with me and just you know having him at at, at you know around the table with my family and having dinner and that just in conversation the similarities between Maybe it's maybe it's Italian Aussies and Italian Canadians are very similar, rather than just just um, Australians and Canadians. I don't, I'm not sure, but I just had the feeling that we were very very like minded oh, yeah. in in cultural and traditional ways and things like that. Whereas I find that with Americans, Australians are quite different, even though we get along because obviously you have got the common thread of speaking English, um, you know. But I, just, I find that a lot of the time. Australians and Americans are quite different. Yeah, they're very different in uh, – I think – yeah. look, I've been to America a couple of times and, and, I, and I really do like America. I reckon it's the most – I reckon it's a fascinating country. And if you ask me right now, at my age, as I stand right now, if I had a choice to go do a, a trip of America or a trip of Europe, right, right now as I stand, I'd take a trip of America. Well, right now you're not going anywhere. <laughs> well, right now, but obviously. But at my age – and what I feel like, I think I can get more from America than what I could from from Europe, because as much as I love the history and the culture and all that, America in itself is, is a fascinating place. I'm I'm completely opposite. I mean, obviously you've seen both, and and I haven't, but I'd I'd go back to Europe every time, and especially because I want to take my kids back there and introduce my kids to family back there and things yeah. like that. Don't you want to do that? Yeah, but again, it's look. Okay, I'm just talking as – forget about the wife and kids, just as okay. yourself, right? <laughs> forget about the wife and kids, all right. <laughs> Tell her that. <laughs> no, bro, but I'll take my wife somewhere else. I'll take her somewhere nice for a family holiday. Okay. Bali. No. I'll take, <laughs> okay, I'll, again, all right, I'll take my wife and children to Disneyland. There you go. 
that's my that's where right. I take my, okay. my children because I think they would appreciate Disneyland more, and my wife would like it, and that's what I believe. Have you been there before? No, I haven't. Not to Disneyland. All right. You know, or you know, Wally World, whatever it was called. <laughs> <laughs> Wally World. Talk about great movies. <laughs> yeah, it was funny, man. I just throw that one in. Very good. <laughs> oh, they get there and it's closed. <laughs> oh, geez, I'm crying thinking about that film. <laughs> I think that's where I take my. I think my wife would would, would appreciate Holiday that. Road. See, whereas I like I like museums. Okay, I, I do like going okay. to. You want to talk about museums? Stuff. For me, the greatest museum that I've ever been to is in Rome, the um, Piazza Venezia. You know the the type, the white typewriter building? They call it the typewriter? Yeah, sort it's of. It's the, the monument to Vittorio Emanuele. First, second, oh, the one with the horses right. at the front? Yes. Right, so that's that's where that's where the, um, uh, the that's unknown where we soldier. That's where we went to go get the Bandera de Roma, the community de Roma. Remember the the comune is the, yeah. the local council is behind yes. it, right? And we went to go get the flag. Remember? That's right. I got the original flag yeah. made. Yeah. But that building there, inside it is is like the Italian, the history of Italy, mm. Garibaldi and all that. It's mm. I went there with my brother. I think it was it was two thousand nine or two thousand twelve. I can't remember which trip. But we went in there, uh, and it's just all all these stuff like from from. You know the unification of Italy in you know eighteen sixty. I think is that right? Um, it's just amazing, and we were, we just went through that place so slowly because we were just taking it all in. This is the history of of you know our yeah. forefathers' place of birth. It was it was just an amazing experience for me being in that place in this museum and just the the history and the culture. Uh, yeah, I just it's just taking me back now. At my life, yes, you're right. I would love to go there when I'm 65. So I could say, me and my wife will go there and say, look, this is where our families come from for the history. Why would you want to wait till 65? But what I'm saying is right now, I'd rather go see the USS Intrepid Museum. You ever, you ever heard of that? No, what's that? Okay, the USS Intrepid is an aircraft carrier yep. docked in New York City. Permanently? Permanently docked in New York City, right? It okay. is a floating museum. Right. On board... You get to go see, right? You get to walk into a British British Airways Concorde. You get to go and sit in an F-16 Fighting Falcon. You get to go see a, a Blackbird SR-21 plane. Yeah, like, okay. Amazing. You, they've, got a, they've got the actual, um, the space shuttle, one of the space shuttles, the Endeavour or one of them, permanently located on there. So you get to go into a space shuttle. Shit like that, man, is just mind-blowing. You're not going to go to... It sounds good, but that doesn't that doesn't connect with me. For for me, what I for me what I just told you about the history of Italy and all that type of thing yeah. that is, you know what I mean. To me, that's 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 connected to us. Mm. You know what I mean. I feel a connection with that in some way. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I do too. I, do, I I agree. No question about it. We we were actually in in that in that museum. The Altare della Patria, they call it, right? The the altar of Patria, what would you call it? Patriotism was that word come from. Um, so it closes at six o'clock. Me and my brother were still walking through looking at things. They locked the doors on us. 
the security guard closed up. He didn't even realize we were still there. It was, <laughs> we heard these doors shut and we turn around and, and, and the security guard sees us and goes, Oh my God, you're still here. I'm like, Oh, sorry. We didn't realize you're closing. And he goes, no, no, no. Take your time. It was amazing. He just, no, don't worry. He, he saw that we were so kind of, um, yeah, you know, involved in, you know, in about, you know, looking through all this stuff. He said, no, no, you're right. Take your time. But, you know, we didn't take too much time, another five, ten minutes at the most. But, yeah, we were there till after closing time. We were just that engrossed in it. Yeah. I'm telling you, you, one day, that's, it, uh, that's a place too. I'm not saying don't go to don't go to New York and see the USS. Have, have you seen it already? Did you go to it? I, when I went, like an idiot, I'm driving back and I missed the Guggenheim Museum, which is supposed oh. to be the one of the best museums in the world, the Museum of Natural History. I missed that one. Yeah, yeah. But I missed all these great museums and... New York, like Rome, is you know you can spend a month there and not see. Oh man! And and anyway, so I'm, I remember I caught the taxi. Me and my wife caught the taxi. And we're driving back, and we're going from actually because we took off. We landed in JFK, but I took off from. It was either New York or LaGuardia. One of the two it was wasn't JFK. Newark is and what it's called. Newark, Newark. yeah, That's Newark, in and New Jersey, yeah, in Jersey. Actually, could have been that one. Anyway, so I left. New, it was Newark, I think. So when we went to Newark. And I'm driving, I'm driving past it. And I said, oh, there's an aircraft carrier docked here. He goes, no, no, that's a permanent display. It's a museum. I said, what do you mean? He goes, yeah, you can go on there and have a look. He goes, it's got all the planes and all these. I mean, I like aviation history. I reckon it's fascinating. Considering that the first plane might have taken off in, what, 1906 or whatever, to where we are now in 120 years. Jesus Christ. How has plane travelled? How has the history of aviation travelled so fast? Um, I find it fascinating. And I was like, oh, my God. And he was telling me what I had, all these exhibitions. And I was like, I thought, well, what, Paula, we got to stay another day. I got to, she goes, no, no, we got to go. We gotta, I was like, oh, all right. So I got to come back here. I got to, I got to see this. Yeah. It's amazing. No, I, I, look, fair enough. I would like to see that too. The, yeah. And like, even like, um, I went and saw the 9 11 Museum. That was a very um, sombering experience, that one. That's the word. Are they making, making good money out of it? Well, oh. When I was there, they were still building Tower, the Freedom Tower. It was about halfway. No, no, it was over halfway. It was over halfway. But you could see, yeah, in shows like you did the walkthroughs, this is where this happened, that's where that happened, that's where this happened. Yes, yeah, it was quite, um, yeah, quite a bit of a tear to you, to you. And I'm not a person who gets very emotional, but you could see it. They really tugged on the heartstrings. So. I'd like to see that. And like, yeah, just, just, just those small things, you know. And what else I didn't do was I didn't do the, I did a movie tour when I was in New York. So I did all the spots and you would love it. It showed me you no know, soup for you, man. Remember him? Soup Nazi. Soup Nazi him. So I went <laughs> to the soup Nazi there. <laughs> and um, the friends that showed the greatest, me where the, the greatest comedy ever made is, is Seinfeld. Oh, it's, it's, there's, there's some great comedies, but he's you know, uh, brilliant. Now the best, actually going back to Seinfeld, the best one was where Kramer, and Jerry, where they decided not to, um, where they had a bet on, and oh. Graham goes, "That's it, I'm out." <laughs> <laughs> Let me see. I'm out. That's it. <laughs> oh, the contest has called the contest. I think that, that episode. <laughs> the best. That is that is see, that is the best scene ever. I don't give a shit. That is the whole, the whole Seinfeld. Uh, the king of my castle. <laughs> Oh god! You type type in the contest in Google, and that's the first thing that comes up. Um, there was 
I saw, oh, where did I see it? I saw, um, oh, the Ghostbusters. You know, the original Ghostbusters where they, where they were housed. It was actually a fire, it's actually a fire department in New York City. And at the front, it's actually got the Ghostbusters logo still printed on the floor where they shot it. There are a bunch of movies that they made us watch in primary school that everybody loved, right? All the, all the other kids loved. Mm. And I had to bite my tongue because I, I hated them with a passion, all right? The three movies that I remember are the Go- Ghostbusters, hated it, right? Even as a kid. No, I don't really find it. Yeah. I found it just so annoying, right? Um, never Ending Story. Hated it. I actually went year one, year one, never any story, Cinema City in Perth. Okay. They, they made us sit through this so many times in primary school. Yeah. And the third one, was, third one was Mary Poppins. Yeah, I didn't write that either. Yeah. Uh, imagine, you know, I'm a kid in primary school, year four, year five, whatever. All I've got on my mind is I want to be in the playground kicking a ball, right? And they make you sit through Mary Poppins. Oh. No, definitely, I didn't watch Ghostbusters. I watched, definitely watched uh, Lab, um, not Lab, uh, Never Any Story. I didn't really rate that. Like I said, I watched it at cinemas. At Cinema City, Cinema City, mate, when it just opened. What frustrated me the, what frustrated me the most about having to watch these movies at school, and there might have been some others as well, was looking around and the other kids were just engrossed in these. They loved them. And I just had to keep it to myself. Like, oh, I hate this. I feel like I'm, I'm in jail watching this crap. I absolutely detested them. And, yeah, I, I, felt, I felt really, like, out of place because well, am I the only one who can't, who can't stand these films? They took, they took us around, I remember, when I was in New York on the movie tour, and it was really good. You get to see, like, they took us, see, you know, the, um, the, when Harry met Sally, where she does that scene, the famous scene where she orgasms in the, mm-hmm. the restaurant. They showed past that restaurant. It's called Katz's Diner. So, oh, the Friends, they show, you know, there's always that scene where they show the, the apartment building. Friends, friends. How bad is Friends? Oh, it's, I wouldn't say it's bad. It's, it's dated to me. Whereas I could, I, could watch, I could watch Seinfeld any day of the week and you can see that it's dated in terms of the look of the picture. Yeah. Right and and the style of clothing and maybe hairstyles things like that, but it's not dated in terms of it's still funny, it's still just as funny. Whereas Friends, it's such an it's such an immature comedy. You know what I yeah, mean? It, it, it hasn't dated as well as what other comedy shows. Like I still reckon Frasier's hilarious. I like Frasier. Yeah, Frasier's. Uh, I love that intelligent comedy. Yeah, I, 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 and I, even Cheers. I, I still like Cheers. I could watch yeah, Cheers. Yeah, Cheers was was always a favourite of mine, probably before before Seinfeld came along. Right? Yeah, but Cheers is Cheers, Cheers is still good. I watch episode Cheers still laugh. Yeah, yeah. Frasier yeah. is fantastic. Still laugh. Cheers is a bit silly, funny, but it's still good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Becker. Um, I, I really like the Becker. I like that. Yeah, that he's, yeah. he's witty. I like his wittiness. Dry humour. Dry. Yeah, I, yeah, I did. Yeah. I did like that. So, but Seinfeld's, yeah, Seinfeld's in a, is really in a league. It's in a, a category of its own, no doubt about it. Yeah. Friends, yeah. people often um, compare Friends and Seinfeld. You see articles sometimes. Friends no, and Seinfeld, it, which one's the two best? Different, two, like, two, two different. They're not the same conversation, mate. Just it, it, it's, 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 no, you can't compare, you know. You can't. Friends, friends is for teenage, it's for teenage girls, mate. It's, ugh. Look, I, look I, I watch Friends. I watch Friends. I still watch Friends at home. I can't watch it. 
Every, every, every now and then you like, yeah, okay, that's a bit. You know. I mean, they had, there's funny characters like um, Joey. All right, he's a Joey, Joey Tribbiani. He's he's, funny he's, he's my favorite character out of out of yeah. the six. I used to watch like when when Friends was showing, you know, the the first showings, right back in the day. I used to watch them just like everyone else at school, whatever. You know, everyone was into Friends. But I'm pretty sure the last maybe two or three seasons I'd given up, right? Because I'd realised back then that I actually didn't really like it. Again, you know, my favourite TV show of all time is Top Gear, personally. But. Oh, I was going to say The Wiggles. Speaking of The Wiggles, did you see uh, that Lockie the Purple Wiggle was proposed to by his wife, by his wife-to-be? I heard, yeah, I heard. That what was, do you think of that? Oh, well, what do I think? <laughs> he didn't, 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 it didn't take long to get, off, to get her back on the horse, did he? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, good on him. Why should he have to wait? Oh, but mate, it was like Jesus Christ! How fast did he get divorced? And he got screwed over. Come on, that was just what we know. Well, anyway, um, but yeah, so he's proposed to his girlfriend, and then a week later or so, she's proposed back. Oh, it's a dual proposal. Yeah, I don't ever heard of a dual proposal. Didn't you hear that? Did you read that? Oh, dual proposal. I'm like, <laughs> what world are we living in, mate? What's going on in this world? Uh, tell you. Dual proposal. He's not exactly, um, uh, you know what I mean? He's not exactly coming across as the alpha male. Alpha male, let's say. <laughs> you know, Not that everybody has to be an alpha male, but come on, please. At least be a male. <laughs> uh, no. at, least do our, at least do our team a little bit of justice. You get proposed to. Actually, being being proposed to by a woman is not it's not such a bad thing. But the fact that he, you've already done it, what do you need to be proposed back to for? Yeah. Like, I don't know. What do you have to say yes, and then she's got to say yes, or she says yes, then you have to say yes. One had to ask the other, then the other had to ask the original one. Aren't you asking the question? Aren't you asking the question? That's it. So I'm I'm obviously agreeing with it because I'm asking you the question. Uh, will you marry me? Yeah, I'll marry you. Now. Will you marry me? Oh yeah, I'll marry you too. I'll marry you back. Uh, what, what? Just, just I don't know. It does not compute. But anyway, yeah. go lucky. Go lucky. Good on him if that's what he wants to do. So be it. You know, I just yeah, wiggles. I'm just actually my daughter's gone off the wiggles. Thank God. Uh, my daughter swings back between uh, Peppa Pig and the Wiggles sometimes. I think she's. Oh, thank God. I'm just so over it. The other one that she loves is uh, Ben and Holly. Don't know that one. Yeah, it's made by the Peppa Pig people. Well, my daughter's grown up real fast in this past three, four months. She's moved on to vampires now. She likes watching a vampire show. Don't ask me why, how, or what. Or she's watching vampires. I was like, oh my god. Oh did my you god. did you see during the week Andrea Bocelli did a concert? I heard. I didn't see. I heard. I didn't see. I didn't see. In uh, in the Duomo in Milan, we went. We went there inside there, didn't yes, we? Yes, we did. No, I didn't go inside. No, actually, I'm sure no, we I didn't. Like an, no, I didn't go inside there like an idiot. I sat down, had a pizza at the front of it and a beer. No, 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 no. Not, yes, not in front I of the Duomo. But there's no, yes, there's no restaurants in front of the Duomo. Is it was down the street, but it wasn't in front of the of the Piazza. Champ. Oh, well, okay, it was 300 meters away. It was there. It was, it was close, man. Like really close. Okay, you got the Duomo, the steps. You got the big Piazza. Then across the road. The tram stops. It's down the road from there. That's where we went and had a... Champ, well, I was looking at the dorm. It was pretty close. Didn't we go in? Surely we went. No, we didn't go in like idiots. It was the most expensive pizza I've ever bought in my life. I've been, I've been in there numerous times, and one thing I've never done is go to the top of it because you can go to the top. Yeah, no, no, I never went. We never, I, didn't, 
I didn't actually walk in like a salami. Oh, I didn't walk where, in. Where we did went, uh, walk in was Cologne, the cathedral Cologne. in Cologne. Yes. And we went to the top of the, the big spear. And you lied to me because you, you said there's a lift. And then I was like, where's this lift? And then I got to the top, I was going to kill you. <laughs> hey, Matt, come on. It was a pretty damn good view when we got up there. See, yes, true. And again, like, like going back to the original comment and discussion about like where would you go to Europe now or would you go to Europe? I'd love to go back to Europe and I'd love to do more of Germany, all right, specifically more of Germany because I find Germany a, uh, a country of, 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 of more modern history, as in the Berlin War, yeah. World War Two, you know, and, and I'm a – I like reading a lot, a lot about you, World yeah, War II. Yeah, would, you would love that. Well, I, I did a walking tour in, in Berlin and they take you to, you know, different parts of the city where things happened, where they did book burning and um, where See, to me, that, to me, that's amazing. Me personally, I think my wife would probably want to kill me, right, because she should be bored out of her brain. She doesn't appreciate World War II like what I do. She'd rather go on like a movie tour, you know. But I, I reckon that would be amazing, me personally. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah, you would love Berlin. Berlin is an amazing city, man. But so, so I'd love to go find the Berlin Wall, walk around, you know. I reckon that would be awesome, you know. One part where they take you, um, where they took me on the walking tour thing was uh, this supposedly, because uh, I think it's not 100% certain, but where the site where Hitler was killed or, or, or killed himself, Whatever, right? Him and his uh, Eva Braun. It's a, it's, and the, the, if it is the exact spot, the beauty about it is all it is is a car park. There's no monument. There's nothing. But apparently, like un- underneath it, there's tunnels and that type of thing. Yeah. And I, I think there's another tour that you can do, which is actually the the tunnels of Berlin that uh, that they created. Oh, definitely not do that. Definitely not do that. I'm scared of tunnels. I'm claustrophobic. Okay. So I'm sure that they've. I'm sure they put lights in there. No, nah, um, not interested. But, in that. but that, that would be awesome, man. Yeah. Uh, but I, I like, really like World War II history, you know, and I, I find it fascinating. You know, I'd like to go to even um, even World War One to an extent. I mean, I do read about it and stuff like that. But I'd like to go to obviously to to see the Western Front. I reckon that would have been fascinating, considering guys were fighting here and two hundred meters away, they were fighting over there, and they were just shooting each other. That would have been amazing to see as well. But definitely like to go to Bastion and to see where the battle was there. To go to Berlin, see where the battle was there. To see where Omaha Beach and um, um, Normandy. The other beach? Uh, Normandy, or the, there was no, the code name Omaha, Utah. Yeah, but just to see all about World War Two. Anything to do with World War Two, I'd love to go see. You know, I even go through Rome to go through see where you know the Nazis you know, went through. I reckon it'd be fascinating. And just a picture I follow on Instagram, uh, a site called World War Two Now and Then. Mm-hmm. And what it does is it superimposes pictures of what it is now as what it was was back back in World War Two. Fascinating, absolutely fascinating, awesome, man. You're like, holy shit, did that really happen there? You know, and guys going through the streets and you know, um, yeah, I reckon that'll be I reckon that'd be awesome. Uh, but uh, yeah, so again, I'd say I'd like to do that. I'd drag my wife along so so um, so she can see it. Well, I like it so much, but I don't know. I don't think she would probably like it as much as what I would personally. Yeah. Or would you reckon your missus would like to go see that? Oh, definitely. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So I, reckon, I, know, I think my missus more into like I think she'd be like more um, 
I don't know. I think she's more like LA. She like more things that are, are more entertainment value rather than historical. Yeah, value. yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Everyone's different. Yeah, yeah. She more like you know. Like I reckon she'd love to go see you know a TV show. Like being an audience of a TV show. Oh, well, when you do your next uh, uh, world trip, you just got to you know do a bit of what she likes and do a bit of what you like. Simple. Yeah, if she lives if she likes. Next, you know? next time you go on a cruise. <laughs> Believe it or not, we're actually thinking about going on a cruise last year. I like it. Oh, last year. Yeah, well, <laughs> how's yeah. that? That, that industry is uh, going to take a... Decimated, mate. Absolutely decimated. But I'm just, just wondering, will it come back quickly, do you think? I believe anything. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Let me put it this way, all right? All right. If they offer rooms for $100 a night, including alcohol, you reckon then the people aren't going to flock to the to cruises? Yeah, good point. <clears throat> Good point. So it's, it's all relative to the Australian dollar, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Or the US dollar in that case. But if they offer it cheap enough, people are going to go. It's like anything. I personally, me personally, do not like flying Qantas. I reckon as an airline, not really impressed with them. Their service, their check-in, their prices, their arrogance, their everything, right? I'm not really a fan. Especially, and even the because I remember one time I was sitting near the window and I had a bag. And, we, and uh, I said to the stewardess, excuse me, can you put this up for the top? And she goes, it's not my job. Do it yourself. That's what she said to me. Said it to you that way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, sorry. So, 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 so I had to ask two people to move. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. And even they were like, really? That was a bit harsh. It wasn't as if it was a suitcase. It was just, a, just my, my, my laptop bag, you know. I thought that was a bit rude. But anyway, um, Going back to my, my point, we're saying if even in Qantas, regardless whether you like it or not, you still, you still, uh, I'll still fly them if the price. If is you're right. going to get value for money, if, or, the, if or the value a... for money and the timing's perfect, of course you're going to fly them. Yeah. Whether I like them or not, I'm still going to fly them. And it comes to the same thing with a cruise song. What's going to happen is after everything's disinfected, the Ruby Princess is going to change its name to the the Ruby Principessa or something. You know, <laughs> you know the, they call it something else. Right, to to just so it doesn't so people forget that stigma and they go no I didn't go on that boat went on something else on the red princess as opposed to the ruby princess and the, the rooms are that cheap and supposedly it's been sterilised you reckon they're not going to go oh, of course of course they'll go that's it uh, and and people are going to and, and in two years time everyone's going to forget about it anyway that's all it is because you know how many people die on cruises every time there's a cruise yeah 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 I know I know. You know, how many people reckon die on the QE2? Well, there's what, a thousand people on there, or is that? And opinion? they're old. <laughs> yeah, well, that's up to 3,000 people. 3,000 people. Some of these big ones, you know, there are massive heaps of people on there. The average age of these cruises must be, you know, 65 to 85 or something. Yeah. But that's the thing. Like, I'd, I would probably do a cruise one day. I'm, I'm probably more interested in doing a cruise like up to the Kimberley or something like that. Uh, Kimberley would be good. That, I'd love to do a Kimberley cruise. Yeah. Sponsorship from WA Tourism. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, but it probably costs more than uh, going around Singapore. I don't know. I've never looked into prices. Yeah. But, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd like to do that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, in general, I, even, and, but if I was going to do like a, a long cruise, you know, like from here to Europe or something like that, I wouldn't want to be on a cruise where the average age is, is you know, that retirees, you know what I mean? Are there cruises where are there cruises more at our age level? Yeah, the P and O cruises apparently, but okay. as long as there's a casino there, I'm I'm happy. So, 
I'll be, I'll be. So I say, love you guys shop, shopping. I'm going on to the casino. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> she goes and spends money. You go and lose money. Beautiful. Well, you're only on holiday once. Yeah, yeah. Mate, I'm telling you, she'll, she'll, she'll go buy like about 20 pairs of shoes. Wherever there's a shoe shop, she'll sniff it out. She's got this amazing <laughs> talent. She's got an amazing talent to sniff out a shoe shop anywhere in the world. Well done. You chose well, Mel. Yeah. <laughs> when we went on our honeymoon, she goes, I'm going to buy a pair of shoes in every in every city we go to. I said, all right, no worries. So she had come back with like 36 pairs of shoes. I had to buy a suitcase for her shoes. What's left? What's left? We haven't talked about Corona, which is quite good, and I'm quite happy not to talk about Corona. And on that, did you say that Italy's bringing in a uh, coronavirus tracking app? Yeah, but so is, they're talking about it here. Singapore's already got it. Scary, man. Do they have it already? Okay. Well, Singapore's already got it. Scott Morrison in, uh, did an interview yesterday, and he just said it so quickly and brushed past and moved on to the next thing. He said, what we need to do is we need to catch up on technology. We need to bring in uh, the, the, the tracking for... Um, to track, you know, who's who's got the virus or who's had the virus, and he did not take any questions. Quickly moved on to the next subject. Yeah, I uh, disagree with that. You know, my, you know my thoughts on technology and uh, and the go- <laughs> government intervention. An article I read: Italy has uh, given a contract to a um, like a software developer or app developer to develop an app uh, to track um, people who've recovered from the virus. I recovered. I think that's what it says. So let's yeah, using Bluetooth. We're using Bluetooth to just turn off your Bluetooth. Here we go. Italian government reveals plans to use tracking app. Italy has announced first details of its plan to use an app to trace coronavirus infections as it looks at easing its two-month lockdown in early May. Uh, coronavirus commissioner. They've got a coronavirus commissioner signed a decree late on Thursday awarding the Mediterranean country's contract to a Milan-based startup called Bending Spoons. Okay. The app, named Immuni, was chosen from over 300 pro- proposals sent to the Ministry of Innovation. Uh, it's based on Bluetooth in accordance with the EU's recommendations against using geolocation. It stated that all apps used for this purpose should be used anonymously and voluntarily. However, that's how they probably start it. But if you don't have it or use it or whatever, then what are you denied? That's, that's what I'd like to know. Are you denied certain, are you denied certain services? So it's, you've got to use it to play. I'm just online at the moment and it, today it's officially on the 18th of April at uh, 10.59. At 10.48 this morning, so nine, 11 minutes ago, PM Scott Morrison has assured the government's COVID-19 tracing app will not be mandatory. I just come out 11 minutes ago. <laughs> it's coming, man, honestly. Yeah. Uh, you know, I started looking into this stuff two, three weeks ago when we first started talking about it on the podcast, mm-hmm. thinking this is insane shit, you know, whatever, these conspiracy nut jobs are just nut jobs. And here it all is. Now it's just common stuff. Yeah. Honestly. Honestly. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's scary. Uh, I got an, I got an email from, uh, from my bank the other day saying contactless payments, you know, you can go to the shop and, and anything under a hundred dollars, you just like scan your credit card just by the, um, you know, putting it up to the, to the, 
to the machine, to the payment machine, rather than having to insert it, put your code. So that's going up from $100 to $200. Of course. So what does that tell you? That's just slowly inching towards more cashless system. Oh, of course. And it's like straight away, yeah, we did, we did that. We told you. Not, I only found out when I went to the – someone told me, that one of my clients told me that they went and they paid $176 and they didn't put their pin in. And they go, oh, yeah, it's been changed. I was like, it's the first I've heard of it. I was like, all that's going to do is increase fraud. These, all these credit card thieves are loving it. I always put I always put my card in and use the pin as much as possible, even if I'm buying something you know under a hundred dollars. I don't know. I just you know it's my I suppose my little form of protest. Not that I'm going to achieve anything by it. I have still got my my FPOS card is still a natural FPOS card. It does not have Wi-Fi or the wireless, and it doesn't even have Mastercard or deb, debit or Visa or anything like that. Still the old school one. I like, nah, stuff use. He's making enough money as it is. Not interested anymore. I'm not a fan of the banks, you know me, with what I think of the banks. Yeah. But it, it just, oh, it's disgusting. Where, honestly, it just makes you wonder, are we inching towards that, everybody having a digital bracelet or a microchip under their hand or that, that mm. you know, and you've got to be in it. You've got to have it to, to be able to transact. Yeah. It's just like it's... It slowly seems like that's what the world's coming to becoming. Um, I mean, not not the norm, but you know, they're 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 trying to slowly inch us towards that being a normal thing by having these little conversations here and there. These apps going to come into effect now. Mainstream media is talking about this stuff now. Bill Gates is all over it, and I've been having this argument with my wife. She reckons no, Bill Gates has got a bad rap. I don't trust him as far as I could throw the bloke. Very, very ruthless man. Very ruthless. He's, his foundation is sponsoring this ID2020 organization, which is trying to bring in this digital ID stuff for people that have been vaccinated. And it's just. You know what's funny? It's I haven't scary, heard much. Scary shit. No, no, I haven't heard much of. I haven't heard much of climate change. And the other thing I haven't heard much of is um, coronavirus attacking some of the other 57 genders that are out there. Have you heard that one? <laughs> I haven't heard about it. Are there, are there, are we only up to 57? Oh, just that was, I was like, I haven't heard any. Um, have you, have you heard any other 57 genders catching? I've only heard of male and females getting coronavirus. I haven't heard of Z's and gender fluids and all these getting, have you? Yeah, I mean, all that, all that's nonsense. However, I, I did see, I don't know, a month or two back, there was a, I mean, I, I think it was. Four Corners or Australian Story. Now, I know it was the ABC, so there's, you know, a bias to it, granted. But it was about a couple kids who, you know, got this gender gender dysphoria, I think they call it, mm. right? So they, they're born, you know, let's say they're born a boy, they're born male, but they, they don't feel quite male, they don't feel quite female, they, they're kind of in between. <laughs> I feel I feel sorry for these kids, man. Because mm. I, you know, I don't think it's I don't think that's nurture. I think that there's just been a mix up. It's and there's been a mix up in the nature somehow. I don't know. Maybe when their uh, their brain was forming in the womb, they didn't get enough of some certain chemical. I don't know. I don't know the science science behind it, and I'm not going to pretend mm. to. But it's not it's not um, all this all this gender stuff. Yes, it's. Mm. It's, you know, you can call it cultural Marxism or whatever you want to call it. 
But then when it comes down to individual, whether they're kids or whether they're adult, they're adults, it's I believe that it is genuine that people have a bit of a, you know, this this. What did I say? I just said the word dysmorphia. Is that what I said? Dysphoria. 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 Yeah. You know, this confusion, this this not belonging in into one category or the other because they don't seem like they're making it up to me, you know. On the other hand, I think there are some that are just, you know, attention seekers but I also believe that there, there's some that, that have an issue and it's not black or white and it's not, uh, you know, it's not one way or the other. So yeah. I, I do have sympathy with, with some of these people. Mm. Uh, but yeah, there's 50, 57 genders and, and Z's and Z's and all this trying to change language, trying to change language and force other people to change their language, get stuffed. That's, that's yeah, forget about that. Well, just prove it. I haven't heard anyone, bar a male and female, getting corona. Yeah. And I haven't heard much from any vaxxers either. That's another thing I haven't heard of. Oh, no, no, that's started to pop up now. Because of this, because of this, um, like I think I just mentioned, like, you know, tracking tracking apps and, and digital IDs and things like that. Now anti-vaxxers are popping up. And look, I'm not an anti-vaxxer, but I'm against the tracking stuff. Yeah. Well, that's not that's nothing to do with the vaccine. <laughs> well, it kind of ties in in some way because, you know, because like Bill Gates, he wants people that have been vaccinated to also be tracked. So it's kind again like like the um, you know, it's, it comes back to you've got to have the 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 right ID to be able to transact, you know, to be able to buy to buy something at the shop or enter a shop or something like that. All right. You know, it's just, I don't know. It's just very strange to me, all this stuff. Oh, what do you do? What do you do? But now, but one thing I've noticed is that a lot of anti-vaxxers are coming out of the woodwork also and saying that, no, you don't need to get vaccinations. You just need to build up your immune system. Like, fucking, these viruses don't give a shit about your immune system. These viruses use your immune system. You know what I mean? Because the virus gets in you, the immune system attacks the, vi- the virus, but it overattacks, and that's what ends up killing you. Your immune system actually ends up killing you in a lot of these, these cases because it overreacts. So, you know, these anti-vaxxers are, are just such whack jobs. Yes, unfortunately they are. Well, there's people in the world that believe in that crap. Has there, have you seen any turn down in your... Economic situation, like your clients, are they suffering any turn down? Uh, I was talking to one client during the week uh, and they said they haven't brought in any new business, but um, with the industry that they are in, I think that there will be a flow-on effect that they will gain business in uh, due to this. You know, I won't go into much more detail, but I think they'll be okay. Um, other industries... Uh, like I said, I, I, I've got some clients that are in construction and cabinetry and things like that. That's actually going berserk. Same. I mean, I've got a couple of clients in construction. I've got two clients in particularly. One client is telling me he's the busiest he's ever been in his life. And I'm like, and I'm like how are you? I said, oh, you're, 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 you are defying the odds. Yeah, I've seen blokes that are in hospitality bleeding. You know who's actually bleeding right now? A lot of the landlords. Everyone who's got property. Bleeding because not to mention that um, everyone's asking for it. 
but any property, even like housing property. Now, what I what look at the end of the day, we all got to work together. But I think and I believe that businesses that are suffering, don't get me wrong, we're all suffering to an extent, but only got like a slide downturn are playing the, oh, the coronavirus, I want a 50% reduction in my, and, I, and I've seen that. I've seen a lot of that because I've got guys coming into me and I was like, oh, I want to get a reduction on my rent, but they want to see my figures, but they're not down. This and that. I was like, well, if you're not down, you're able to pay. Pay the landlord. What do you mean to say? It's your duty to pay the landlord. <laughs> you're renting it. Yeah, but, you know, the corona, you know, it could go down. I said, yeah, but has it gone down? No. Also, then if it's gone down, deal with it. If it hasn't, pay your rent. What do you mean to say? Why should you so say, oh, it could go down, I'm going to want to pay the rent? Everyone, everyone's the looking rent, for that, um, that government handout or whatever. They can, whatever oh, they that's can get. another one, the government handout. Everyone, don't even talk to me about that one. But even like other businesses that haven't directly suffered from, I'm not going to say there's a particular industry in the health industry that is doing okay. It's doing, oh, they've, they've heard a little bit, but they've gone to all their landlords and said they want 50% reduction in their rent. And the, I was like, oh, that's a bit cheeky, you know. But health industry is actually a, a beneficiary of this. Oh, one of the beneficiaries, you know. But in saying that, two, three, four weeks ago when they were booming, they didn't say we're going to give the landlord 50% extra income, did they? They were just happy to collect the cash. Now things are a bit, oh, you know, oh, we want to get a reduction. Well, it doesn't, I said, mate, it doesn't work like that. If you really want a reduction, buy the property. That's it. With with um, with the construction industry um, and people, you know, businesses that do renovations and and things like that, they're flying. Renovation industry is doing really good. Yeah, but we've mentioned this before, haven't we? Because people are at home and they've got the time to get these things done, or to get a contractor in and, and things like that. So, renovation industry is definitely flying, man. Definitely, everyone I know that all the jobs are. Refurbs, re this, you know, redoing this, re roofing. A lot of the jobs, not so much new construction, just existing construction uh, getting redone. It'll be interesting to see once, uh, you know, the world starts up again, how many of these big corporates allow their staff to remain working from home on, on their terms, kind of thing, you know, work from home when you want, rather than coming in, you know, using, using their electricity, using their water, you know, everything like that. I was on the impression originally, like, no, nah, everyone's going to stay at home. I could have spent my whole career working from home. It's all, it's all computer and internet based when I, was working, when I was working for others. Yeah, but that's your industry. I mean, some, some computer systems you need to be there to actually use them, for example. But if you can remote in, get remote access into them, let people work at home. As long as you can make sure that they're actually sitting there working and they're not, not sitting on the couch. They're not sitting on the couch watching Netflix. That's that's the million dollar question. Yeah. They go, so they're going to meet targets. Well, it's going to be a bit hard to. On the other end of that, I've seen that um, some businesses are making their staff spend the whole day on Zoom to ensure that they're actually sitting in front of their computers working, and that's that's got probably gone too far because you know that's just a kind of spying in a way. But I think it should come down to results, right? What the results that, that the worker provides more so than than the time that they spend, right? Because people that that do work for me, let's say you know my my web developer for example, if he spends you know two hours and gets everything done that I've asked him to do, beautiful. I don't care if he spends two hours or or ten, as long as he's he provides good work, 
that's all that matters. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, but that's piecework. That's different again. You're paying for a job to be done. Yeah. You don't care how the, how long it takes. You just yeah, it's slightly different. But it's um, yeah, it's 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 interesting. Interesting times ahead. I don't know how we're going to come out of this. I, I really don't. I'll tell you one thing. Retail is going to have a bit of a shake up. You think uh, shops are going to be? Well, shops have already started closing down, I suppose. But you reckon yeah, a lot but I think there's going to open up again. Yeah, I think. I think the mindset of people might change a little bit. This social distancing really is starting to, yeah. People, are going to, they, they, you watch how be shaking hands is going to—it's going to be a thing of the past soon, unless you're specifically. Yes, I actually went to shake hands with someone the other day, um, a client who came in, and I just—you know—you forget. I'm just so used to it. And he goes, "No, no, I'll bump your elbow." <laughs> <laughs> the first time that's happened. No, that's happened. Uh, I get that all the time, almost every day. The old elbow bump. One bloke comes in, I went to the elbow, and he goes, no, no, that's the old way. He goes, we'll do the new way. So what's the new way? He spins around and he puts his foot out. So we did like a back heel together. I was like, mink, all right, fair You enough. participated in this event. Well, he's paying me money, so yes. <laughs> fair enough. Uh, <laughs> no, this, this, this can't continue. I don't want to have a, any part of that. That's Yeah, just, but... That's what the world is. That's what the world's turning to. I don't know. Yeah, it's, I just, it's all meter and a half apart. I don't know. It's, I don't know how it's gonna. The world's gonna. I don't know. I, I really can't answer. I haven't. That. I haven't been. I mean, I haven't really been around other people apart from family. So, um, you know, I'm not really. I'm not really worrying about. I'm not really worrying about ad- adhering to it. And my 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 staff at work. Obviously, our staff at work. So, yeah. Um, did but, you see uh, the staff of JB Hi-Fi, more than 850 employees have signed an, a petition to shut the doors. They want to shut down. They want, the, they want JB Hi-Fi to be shut down because they think that it's too dangerous to go to work. I would say, well, if you don't like it, you're happy to get some other people who take your position. I wonder if they would. I wonder if they would have that opinion if uh, there wasn't the option of taking the government's money. Yeah, well, I'll ask them again in September when it's finished. Yeah, you know, see if that's it. look. The problem with this this whole government thing as well, you're going to get people, staff members abusing it, and you're going to get employees abuse, employers abusing it. It's like I really, the government's obviously try to think it through as much as they can, but. At the end of the day, what are they going to do? And I've heard stories that one employer goes, oh, I only pay him 600 a week. Do I keep the 150 for myself? I said, no, you've got to pay him. I said, you have to pay him. Oh, but this is, that's what he gets paid. I said, well, that, that, the government's giving you to give it all to him, not to you. Oh, but that's not fair. I said, don't worry about it. There was a story of someone wanting, uh, an employer wanting to withhold 600. Yeah. And pay the rest. So pay, was it 900, right? Yeah. No, 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 no. Sorry, this is the story. Worker had been put off, right? Or, yep. or you know, given redundancy or, or sacked or whatever, right? Stood down, I think that's the term. Um, and But then when this job saver or job keeper, whatever it is, came, came into play, rang the employee back and said, you can have your job back if I can keep 600 and you get the rest. Total scam, right? 
That's the restaurant. It's actually illegal. Yeah, yeah, totally, of course. And I think um, the employee told him where to go and he reported, reported the employer. Well, he's going to have some fun there. Yeah, that's, uh, that'll be interesting. That's, that's wrong. They shouldn't do that. Oh, fuck, totally. Yeah. No, there's going to be plenty of those scams going on now. Why would, why would the, the employee that's been stood down wouldn't need to accept that, right? Because they can just say, no, stick the job. I'll go, I'll go and get the job saver, not the job saver. I'll go, and get the, I'll go and get the job seeker and I'm still going to get the same full amount, right? So no, you actually get more, you get 1100 There you go. No, isn't it so there's only $400 there. Isn't no, it job keepers, job keepers, 1500 Job seeker's about 1130 or something. Okay. So he actually gets more by getting job, job, job keeper. So if that employer job, was going to seeker. run that, if that employer was going to run that scam, he should have said, I'll keep 400 plus you get your job. You know what I mean? He should have done it that way. He didn't think that through. Then yep. he might have had then he might have had half a chance. Well, now he's in trouble. Oh yeah. Yep. But there's gonna be a lot of lot of lot of those um gone round. Oh, well, be- I think whenever this kind of legislation's rushed through. Well, well, that's the thing. What are they supposed to do? They put it through. They can't, they can't cover every loophole, right? When it's when there's a rush like well, this. Well, we've gone back to the last stimulus package of the 2007 or 2008. The pink bats, the um, school policy, the yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the electrical. What was the other one he did? And you know, the 900 dollars to everybody. People that were dead were getting it for Christ's sake. Well, hey, what do you reckon of? Um the AFL is talking about doing these uh, these hubs, you know, three I think three separate cities around the country and AFL. bring the teams there for like two three months at a time. I'll give you my piece on Gillan McLaughlin, the worst CEO the AFL's ever had. Makes Andrew Demetrio look good. Um, he's just he's a confusing guy. That's all I can say. He turns around, he goes, "I want to, play. He, I want to protect him." I want to protect the players' interests. Yeah, I want to reduce the teams to 30. Did you hear that? I want to reduce the squads to 30 players? 30? I thought it was 35. Even 35 is a bit, bit tight. I was like, man, I was like, that is just you, you this, ridiculous. This comes down to the finances of, of the clubs have been decimated. North Melbourne has shut up the doors completely of the club. They reckon turning the lights off is going to save $12,000 per month. That's a big bill for electricity, man. Far out. Or, 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 or utilities, yeah. My, you know my thoughts on North Melbourne? Okay, my brother-in-law goes for him, so I've got a softer spot than I used to have for him. But it just shows how much money they, they don't have, you know, if they've got to if do you that. Can't, if you can't survive, it's like any business, get out. So if they can't survive, and Brayshaw can say whatever the hell he likes, whatever the hell he thinks he likes, if you can't make the cake, the mustard, get out. It's no different to how come Essendon turned around and said we're going to try and survive without any funding from the AFL. Essendon's trying. Fremantle's trying. I had this, the Simon Garlic on there. said, he goes, mate, we're doing everything possible. That's the last resort. So all these other clubs, but, but no, not North Melbourne, not Western Bulldogs, not St Kilda, not, Jitter, not, not uh, Gold Coast. If you can't survive, get out. And you know what? If you cull four teams out of the competition, you might play everyone twice. You might actually have half a decent competition. True? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally agree. But anyway, going back to these um, these city hubs, what do you think of that? you reckon, firstly, firstly, do you think it'll happen? And secondly, you're going to have any interest? I've lost, I think I've lost interest in the AFL for the rest of the year. 
It's not. It's not even. I've lost. I'm not looking forward to seeing something. But you know, you know, this is this is just stupid media talk to keep the AFL in the in the name in the media. This is not going to happen. You know, and I know it's not going to happen. The AFL are actually talking about it. With so the they talk about all these other things. No, this is this is again just to keep them in. They're not going to do that. You seriously think they're going to do that? It's not going to. I think that if they play any football, that's the way they're going to do it. It's either I, I think that's going to come down to it's either that or they're just a, a complete write-off of the season. Yep. Who, who, who's on top of the ladder after round one? Oh, I think it was Port Adelaide, wasn't it? Oh, really? Well, give them the premiership. There we go. They can have, <laughs> they can have their asterisk premiership. It's just I think the season's a write-off. And you, you know what? You know what really hurts for me is if, if the European football season is scrapped, I would prefer to see that they play this season into next season because, because, you know, because you've got Atalanta having a run in the Champions League and I don't want that to just, to just die. I want to see how far they can go. Would you see that there was actually talk about Channel 10 actually brought up the Italian Serie A. I was like, what? Are they talking about going back to, to start playing again? I think they've started talking about it, yeah. And they go, the Italian said, yeah, I started talking about going back. I go, what? Potentially having two weeks of training and then getting into games. Behind but doors. That, who, had, who had from Juventus had uh, um, COVID-19? There was a couple of players. From Juventus. Oh, uh, it was Matridi. Rugani Dybala, I think. Dybala and, 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 um, and, and Matridi. And Matridi. Did he? Yeah, Matridi did. Yeah, because Pogba had his top on, didn't he? And there was a big controversy because there was a video of Pogba training with Matuidi's top on. And I was saying, if you want to go back to Juventus, just go back. Oh, because he was wearing a Juventus shirt. Okay. And he's going, I'm wearing it because it's my friend Matuidi got diagnosed with. Uh, people get precious about that stuff. Especially Man United supporters. They're the worst. I mean, they've already deferred Euro 2020. I think, um, I mean, the European, European season normally starts in August, right? End of, end of August. Maybe they, they might need to push, um, you know, if they do start up again, they might still be finishing it off towards the end of August, beginning of December, and then try and condense next year up a little bit. I don't know. It's, it's, it's going to affect this, this season and next. And one of the other things I don't understand is, Gillam, we'll go back to AFL. Okay. They're talking about, oh, next year just play everyone twice. No, we can't do that because we won't be able to guarantee the venues. What a load of crock of shit. You own Etihad Stadium for Christ's sake or Marvel Stadium. You can play four games there in a row, you idiot. True or not? If it's within the AFL season, yeah. So don't tell me we can't get stadiums to do. You know what? You, you own a stadium. You can play seven games there in a row, seven days. You can play a game at lunchtime and a game at night if you want. Re- uh, no, nah, don't, don't, don't give me this crap about, oh, we can't get the control of the stadium. You reckon these other stadiums, you reckon, you reckon um, Optus Stadium, he's not going to stay, you know, we'll take more money. Of course they'll take it. Well, I think if they, um, if they do these, these hub things, so, you know, I think the, the, they're talking about, like, obviously over here in Perth would be Eagles, Dockers, maybe the two Adelaide teams, right? So there's four teams and they all, they all stay in Perth for two months. Okay, beautiful for the Eagles and Dockers in that case. But, you know, bad luck for, for if it's Adelaide or, or any other team. 
But he's an Adelaide clean as well. Wouldn't you better have sent in? Well, actually, actually, I think that might be an option as well. Uh, the the options are Perth, Adelaide, and is it Tas- Tasmania? And there's and two also- in Tasmania. There's, there's Launceston and Hobart. But what's happened in Tasmania? They're also talking about North Queensland as well. So some stadium in North Queensland. Right. Because at the end of the day, they don't need to worry about exactly what type of stadium because they're not going to have fans there. Right. As long as it can, the picture can look good enough for TV, uh, and there's you know enough facility for every team, then that's all, all they need. But but what I was going to say is that what they can do if they're going to do this is they can have, you know, let's say I don't know three three games over you know Friday Saturday Sunday or midweek games as well. You know they can condense it all up, so it's going to work. It would work out that teams play two games a week, right? Now, however, if you're going to shorten the or you know they're going to be fewer players on the list man there's going to be a lot yeah, of injuries a lot of injuries something nothing again they're really i heard did you hear dave zorko on the on the on the and this afl players association and and patty dangerfield honestly you sound like little bitches excuse my name like little crybabies oh it's going to take a toll on the players bodies and this and that well it will afl takes it takes the hell out of a body Every week, some. some players, some players don't even train because you know. Yeah, but some let's let's, let's cut the crap. They are paid professionals. Yes, they are paid. That is your job. All right. Now you're telling. No, it is. It's the sports scientists that put it in their head that they got to do this and they got to do that. They got to do this. They can't do here. You can't run. You can't. Yes, yes. Don't tell. Back in the old days, they, and everyone goes, "Oh, but it was different back then." What will happen is that. Teams were going to be were going to be using more of their squad, right? Rather yeah. than rather than a consistent twenty two each week, they'll mm-hmm. use closer to, to thirty five on a rotating basis. Yeah, that's what will happen. They'll have to happen. Yes, that's fair enough. Everyone, I, everyone be in the same boat. They're just going to have to spread out their workload a bit. A bit that's better. what I'm saying. I can't handle when they say, "Well, like when Zorko was going, oh, but you don't understand. We put our bodies on the. Line. I was like, don't give me this shit. Seriously." You know, and even the cricketers, they're another, they're, they're another bunch of salpusses as well. So come on, guys. That's your job. That's what you're paid to do. The cricketers are on holiday at the moment. Where are they, where are they coming Yeah, but, no, but, no, but the, the cricketers are the same. Perfect, like, perfect timing for cricket. Yeah, but how much they, what they're saying is how much the cricketers are banging, oh, we play so much cricket now compared to what they did in the old days. Come on, go and get, please, shut up. You're actually embarrassing yourself. You can't do more than 10 overs in a game. That's your limit. Yeah. Ask yeah. Dennis Lilly how many overs he used to do a game. Don't tell me that. Shane Warne even. Yep. Shane Warne, another one. You know, oh, but we had, I bet you they bowled more overs what they did in those games and in those less serious. Shane Warne would hold an end for two sessions straight. Yeah. So don't tell me about, oh, look, oh, you know, and you've all got soft tissue injuries. You've all got, they give me start again. It's these sports scientists that stick their nose in the business where they should just shut up and keep out. Mm. Keep out of it, you know. That's just um, why I get frustrated because I can't end. I mean, it's not going to change. They're going to come into more into play these days, you know, in, mm. in days to come. You know, and then and Gillian McLaughlin again. Oh, we want to make sure players' safety, this and that. All right, so you don't want to because they don't want to have too many games to ensure players' safety, but reduce the squads to 30 players. I'm like, okay, that's really ensuring players' safety then. How about increase the squads to 55 players? You know, at least they can pick two teams if they have to. You mentioned Tasmania. Just looking here on uh, on the internet, Australia's coronavirus death toll has surged after more deaths were recorded across the country, including in Tasmania, 
which now has the third highest numbers. Yeah? yeah. What happens it got? I thought it was pretty well contained in, Tas- in Tasmania. Yeah, but do you see why it's not contained? Because the medical, a group of, 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 of medical people um, went and had a party. Did you hear about that one? No. Yeah, that's why it surged. Okay. Death toll has risen to 68 in the country. Mickey, that's a surge, really? It was 67 yesterday. Yeah, surge in cases, I think they're saying, not surge in deaths. Um, yeah, anyway. Uh, all right. Time to wrap. Yeah, man. All right. I'll, I'll talk to you later. again. Ciao, ciao. All right, ciao. extremely plausible that this trip between the maternity ward and the crematorium is what there is to life. And the more I look at things, I I cannot get rid of the feeling that existence is quite weird. When you consider man is a little germ that lives on an unimportant rock ball that revolves about an insignificant star on the outer edges of one of the smaller galaxies. God, what a put down that was. But on the other hand, if you think about that for a few minutes, I am absolutely amazed to discover myself on this rock ball rotating around a a spherical fire. It's a very odd situation. And sensible people, existence is nothing at all. I mean, it's just basic, just go on and do something. See, this is the current movement in philosophy. Logical analysis says you mustn't think about existence. It's a meaningless concept. Well, as Aristotle said, wonder is the beginning of philosophy. Because it strikes you that existence is very, very strange. I believe that if we are honest with ourselves, that the most fascinating problem in the world is who am I? I don't think there can be any more fascinating preoccupation than that, because it's so mysterious, it's so elusive. What do you mean? What do you feel when you say the word I, I myself? What do you think you are? We speak of coming into this world. We didn't, we came out of it. Then furthermore, when you realize that in a world where there are no eyes, the sun would not be light. And that in a world where there were no soft skins, rocks would not be hard. Nor in a world where there were no muscles, would they be heavy. Existence is relationship, and you are smack in the middle of it.